the Ovix Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. What's going on, fellow Uplanders, and welcome to another episode of the Upland Property Experts, episode 180. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening? What up? Got a lot going on. Uh, we have, if you haven't paid attention to Twitter that we blew up all day long, hyping our interview with Smuckus. He has over 3,000 treasures. He is number two sitting behind June June. So we'll talk to him about his treasure hunting, his tips, his tricks, where he does all the fun stuff, and we'll take your questions there on that. Upland announced two city releases today. Spark Week's going on. We got the Player Devilry Boys here hanging out with us tonight. We'll bring it on, talk about a fun party they're having tomorrow night, and they have these things every Friday. Uh, thank me later. Thank you so much. I'll thank you now, not later, for uh, volunteering my outdoor decor to the Friday party. So <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You ain't doing anything with them anyway. I'm, I'm moving oh. them. I'm hooking them up. Look, you look like a baby. Did you shave? I shaved last week. No one noticed. I, I know. <laughs> I know no one noticed. I shaved last week, but they noticed. I mean, to week. be fair, when I shaved, no one noticed either. So, so don't feel bad. I think, I think somebody finally did. You sure as hell didn't. I don't comment when I, I saw Exactly. Move on. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, you're the one that brought up the High Park Ninjas. Um and then we got a lot of uh, PDR people here in the audience tonight. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy the show. Did you hear any exciting news about PDR? Um, that I Besides moved my home address there. there. Besides all that other exciting stuff, they're officially members of XNet, the largest, biggest, best node network in Upland. That's secondary news. I moved my home address there from Alamo Square. Let's go. Uh-oh. Somebody hit back. Dude, Lowe's Montana. What up, brother? Wow, there's a name. Dude. Lowe's, how's it going, my friend? Long oh, time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. That's awesome, man. I haven't seen Lowe's in forever. Yeah. And then uh, Spark Week's going on. Um, they have another soccer style AFA spotlight uh, on historic goals. They have a competition going on there. Another landmark challenge, or I mean, another landmark auctions going on along with another rising stars challenge. A lot to get into tonight. Um, It should be fun. And how much spark do you think uh, the reigning spark King bought this week? Mm, Either 150 or zero. It's, it's either all or nothing with him. Yeah, like he's either – he. I mean, because there's no reason for him to buy like five Spark, right? right. Like he, he when he does it, he gets hundreds of it. <laughs> or he's like, meh. All right. But, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, the three for one, that sold out. Shout out to Jones and uh, June June Pinoy 57 for uh, – Get it taking advantage of those, getting two OG anvils and a test tube. Um, June June still needs to get a test tube. I don't okay. think he did that. 
I'll, I'll hit them up, let them know. But if you missed out on the three for one, you can still get a two for one in the U.S. dollars. Go ahead to 615 Indiana Street in San Francisco. Pick yourself up an OG Anvil for U.S. dollars and you get one free. And also, oh, most important thing, because... Um, most important. Yeah, most important thing. Chokes for charity. There you go. That's still a thing. That's not happening. Oh. There's no chance it's raised any money. It's raised money. How much? Doesn't matter. It raised money. It, how much of... What percentage did you put in? None. Oh, sh- oh dude. We just got real, like, thunder lightning here. Oh, okay. Uh, I've put nothing in yet. Wow. Well, way to go. Way to help the kids. Uh, I will help the kids. Don't <laughs> worry about it. We're going to get to that $25,000 and we're going to watch uh just happen. choke you out. You see, you it's say it's never going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. So if you have not donated, what happens is if we raise $25,000, the money's going to tap out cancer. One of the Hyde Park Ninjas will choke out Thank Me Later in Las Vegas. Live. And great. if we reach 50,000, one of the Hyde Park Ninjas will choke out Too Stupid to Win. Yes, and I'll provide that link also. But since <laughs> that's just for you, I got a link for myself too. Much love. What up? Yeah. All right. And then also, if you enjoy our silliness each and every week, make sure you're liking the videos, subscribing, and uh, leaving us comments of what you like to see in the videos. Pound that subscribe button like it's meat you're trying to tenderize. What? All right. Anyway, that got awkward. (laughs) All right. So we're going to bring on. Oh, did you see they got new uh, London gear? Oh, no. I never got my Dallas gear. You never got it or never bought it? No, I I bought. I remember I was I live streamed buying it. Oh, did you go to your other residency? No, it's definitely not there either. Well, that's messed up. I know. Did you get your money back? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I never replaced it. I don't know. I'll have to work <laughs> Oh, Jesus. London gear. I got to check out that London gear, though. Yeah, so they got the London gear in. I, I know you're a big, big supportive Upland gear. Uh, right. Yes. We'll talk, speaking of gear, we'll talk about gear. All right. We'll time. talk about gear in a little bit. I do want to transition and go into... The number two treasure hunter in Upland with Treasure's Claim. You're going to have a tornado rip your roof off? Probably. Okay. We'll be live streaming. Um, Simone, what up? Focus. Focus. You, I'm, I'm just interacting with the crowd. You do what you need to do. All right. Got it. So, anyway, this individual is ranked number two overall with over 3,000 treasures claimed in uh in upland and i was excited to get the opportunity to bring him on the show talk about his treasure hunting experience and his upland journey so with no further ado we'll bring smuckus on the show hey what's up guys hey how we doing good thanks for having me this is um exciting to be on to say the least first podcast with upland that i've been on um, I also want to throw out there, you're, you keep uh, saying I'm number two all time. That that has a lot to do with longevity and consistency. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not hitting it maybe as densely as hard as some of these new players are. Uh, you see some of those daily numbers, it's incredible. I mean, I can't, I don't know how people are hunting as much as they are these days. Cheaters, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, 
it's longevity to get 3,000 treasures and beat other players at the times that you are competing. That's impressive. And that's, you know, that's what that's what we're here on the Up Upix podcast. We are going on three years. Every Thursday night, yeah. you can count on us. Well, thanks that's again. Playing, I, I'm ready to talk about you're a bot. Talk about treasure. What's that about a bot? <laughs> Chad's claiming that you're a bot. They don't believe you. Oh man, yeah. Well, here I am talking about it. Uh, Russell's <laughs> um, trolling. Yeah, well, Russell. Yeah. I mean, yeah, him and I yeah. have known each other for a while on Upland, so he's he's given me a I lot know. of crap over the years with uh, with hunting. He's a he's an avid hunter himself, as you know. Okay, Smuckus, aka Chat GPT four. <laughs> So when did you get into Upland and how? Yeah, um, it was probably about spring 2021. I don't remember the exact month, but I, I do remember it was right around the Brooklyn release. Um, I think Brooklyn had just been released. I I mean, I didn't know much about, I didn't know anything about Upland at that point. Uh, I saw an ad on Brave browser, which I think I'm probably not the only one that has come in that way, but um, saw the ad and figured, hey, let's check it out. I've been I was starting to dabble in, blockchain gaming and figured why not had the five dollar promo i think it was or five up you know five thousand upics i don't know if they're still doing that but um yeah i mean it was very slow at the beginning i wish i maybe put a little in early with a lot of those early new york and san francisco properties but uh i was just getting my feet wet at the time and uh what city do you call home um i mean like resident address or where I spend the most time. Uh, resident address. Where, where's home? Officially, my resident address is in Portage Park in Chicago. That's. I mean, I've been one of the OG members of the Portage Park neighborhood, um, and you know, it's always been a good community to me. A lot of friendly people, and so that's where my official address is. But I, I would say I spend most of my time in San Francisco. That would be my, my original web. You know, that's where I. Where if I do standard hunting it would be in san francisco i'm not there as much now because they've been rotating all the treasure hunting cities i typically follow tier one wherever it goes uh but san francisco is typically my my favorite and my original now have you built a built a nice enough net in all the other tier ones or do you use russell's strategy of you don't need that many properties (laughs) and you don't have to own a property just go hunt yeah, I mean, well, if you're doing competitive, it doesn't matter, right? Um, I think for standard hunting, yes, you want a web, right? You want to minimize the use of sends, send fees. Uh, but for competitive hunting, I don't worry so much about that. Manhattan, I have maybe single-digit properties. Um, it's been fun on these the Manhattan cycles to go and get to know it better. What I do like, I would say, for cities I'm not as denses is to have the um the border or corner properties maybe so i can identify when i'm zooming out zooming in quickly where those edges are manhattan's not so much an issue it's an island right so i don't have to worry as much about that you know the borders of manhattan without stressing about it but if you jump into brooklyn or queens where the those borders are not obvious uh that can get a little challenging right so um, so yeah, I mean, for competitive, it's not about the properties. Usually my first send is to my property almost all the time. Um, and then from there, it just depends on the arrow. All right. Now, if San Francisco was wiped off the map and you couldn't treasure hunt there anymore, what is your new treasure hunting home? Um, well, I guess it depends on investment. Um, 
my best secondary foundations would probably be Queens and then LA and Chicago. Um, standard hunting in LA is much more expensive. It's huge. It's very spread out. Uh, but I have a decent net there in, in Chicago. Same thing. It's just very big Queens, you know, a bit smaller, a little easier to work with and cheaper. Um, uh, well, I mean, I guess cheaper to get a full net versus the larger cities. So I would say those three would be my, my backups. Okay. And are you a mobile device hunter or do you do desktop? Mobile 100%. Um, I mean, I've tried desktop a couple times and it was a disaster. Um, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, videos of people doing it and stuff and, you know, you're moving your mouse around and clicking and dragging and I don't know how they do it that quickly. I, so, I mean, I go, I go mobile. I've just always done the same thing. And, um, I understand that, you know, there's some technical advantages with desktop if you've got, you know, there's certain, you know, tools or things you can turn on or off or whatever. I mean, I've heard that chatter a lot on discord, um, but I'm not aware specifically of how advantageous those are. Uh, but Hey, there are a lot of PC hunters that do a really good job mm-hmm. and there are a lot of mobile hunters too. I mean, I'm certainly not the only one. So are you a Android or Apple hunter? Apple. Apple. Yeah. Phone or tablet yeah. or both? Uh, phone. Okay. I don't, I don't own a tablet. Okay. Yeah, actually, it's funny. There's a good story for for that. Uh, so I previously was on, um, I started hunting, I think I was on a 7. I was pretty, fu- when I first started in 2021, um, and then I upgraded to an 11. I recently upgraded to a 14. The size difference from the 11 to the 14 completely threw me out of whack. Uh, just the way you oh, hold the phone funny. in your hand, uh, slightly bigger. Yeah. And so, I mean... It, you wouldn't think it would make that much of a difference, but it was challenging to hold the phone in one hand and get used to the zooming with those few fingers that I use. Um, that that change, I had to adjust to it. It was it was a legitimate uh, challenge. Um, I mean, I, I adapted and it was fine, but um, like if I'm laying down, it is difficult for me to hunt quickly because of gravity and the phone drop the phone on your head. face yeah exactly where previously it wasn't as much of an issue so like little things like that you know you notice that are that make a difference that really do mm-hmm. actually um just one more quick story i went camping a couple of weeks ago and i sliced my thumb um and for the next week my thumb was bandaged up i could not hunt how i normally hunt and normally i use my right thumb and I couldn't use that at all. So I was trying to use like pointer and middle finger. Um, and it, I, I mean, I did not do nearly as well. But um, it, again, one of those things you just don't think about. And it's like, oh, well, now I can't hunt. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's a little better. It's better now. Yeah. How many, how many hours a day do you spend hunting? What, what's your mm. typical day when are, are you doing the standards? You just waiting for the, the, other challenges to come up, you know, the different tiers of the competitive, what's your strategy each day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't really standard hunt that much these days. I mean, I used to back in the day, but I just kind of lost a lot of interest in it. Um, and at the time as well, I mean, um, you know, I work during the day, during the week. Um, so, you know, I, I can't be sitting there grinding standards all day. And then on the weekends, I've, I've got my family. Um, I'm not home a lot. I'm busy. So, you know, that's why mobile has always been good for me because I, I can hunt if I'm on the go or if I'm traveling for work or if I'm, 
just out and about. And it's like, oh, hey, there's a hunt coming up. Let's 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 hit it. But for standards, you know, once in a while I'll get the, the urge to and I'll I'll knock out five or so standards in a row. But I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've started a standard and then forgot to finish it because I was waiting for a drift and got distracted by something else and then just wasted uh, the the activation fee. So it's just standards have not been for me, for my focus and the time. I just don't have the time to really or desire to really grind it out. And and I would also say part of that has to do with the drop in value of Spark. You know, I mean, early on, Spark was more enticing and, oh, we should grind it out. Let's get that Spark. But now it's, Spark is so easy to come by. It's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it, it, it's not worth my time these days until they, you know, make some changes. What kind hmm. of changes would you like? them to make (laughs) that's a great question i mean i know they've talked a lot about manufacturing and using spark for that i don't know uh i'm not involved in any manufacturing um things so i'm not sure how that's happening yet or if it's happening but i feel like that could help the spark market in general but um outside of that i don't know i mean you have to really grow the user base to to grow the value of spark i think because there's a lot of players who have already built whatever they want to build and they're just kind of seeing what they can throw around or rent out. And it's just not a competitive market um, for rentals right now, as it was early on. Supply and demand, right? I mean, there's just not a lot of use case for it at this point. Hopefully sooner or later they do have the ability where you can, you know, help out people in the factories and donate your spark, be like a work, you know, that kind of like a job and you donate your spark yeah that's what i was hoping for absolutely i think using it as workers as a resource um and use i mean i don't know how else you use it if you unless you can only use it for yourself or use it to build somebody else's property it's it's very minimalistic right now and again there's a lot of potential and we know they've got a lot of ideas so hopefully some of that is realized and we we get more use of it because People are accumulating Spark. I mean, early on, I was—I know I was one of the top Spark holders early on when I was hitting around 30, and then I just didn't grind at all. I, I didn't Jeez. care to. But there are people that are like 50, 60 plus because they grind. I, I mean, I'm assuming that's why. I don't know why else they would have that much outside of Abdullah, of course. Um, but, you know, like there are guys who are grinding out a lot of Spark, and I don't know why at this point, but hey, it's great. I mean, there's... One yeah. of the great things no, about Upland I think is, people need to realize, like, I'm starting to kind of understand, like, Upland is scaling up, scaling up a couple things. They haven't brought on their own Upex exchange, which mm-hmm. they still plan on doing. It's still actually in the interface. Uh, and I think, I don't know which is holding which back, yeah. but I feel like they want to have the Spark exchange and the manufacturing staking to happen around the same time. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah, so I think, again, I don't know which of the two things is holding them back from doing that. It also might just be that they need to scale the manufacturing because right now there's only eight active manufacturing plants outside of um, like the promo or like the partnership ones. Um, So once that is significantly more than, because like right now, I mean, who would even rent the Spark? I think all of the people, I mean, I actually would because I'm not going to be able to put 25 Spark on my factory when I finally get it over. Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. I, I did just message Jennifer. her today be like, hey, it's been two weeks when I was told two days. So anyway. 
pretty common story there. <laughs> um, what is the strangest place? So you travel a lot. What's the strangest place you uh, collected a good treasure while treasure hunting? Wait, are we talking IRL or are we talking Uplink? Where, where were you in real <laughs> life? <laughs> strangest oh. place in real life where you were hunting and got a treasure. Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh, man, I wish I had had a chance to think about that one. I mean, yeah, I travel for work, so I've, I mean, I can be in a lot of different places, but um, shoot, oh, that's a good question. Um, trying to think how far back I started playing. And then the first, I'd say, year or so was pretty shot because of COVID and, you know, not really getting out a whole lot. Um, wow, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wish I, I'm sorry. I wish I had a good answer for you there. Uh, I will say uh, the number of times I've, I've, I've gotten a treasure while my toddler is hanging off of me or trying to, you know, get me to pay attention. I'm like, hold on a moment. I got to do this hunt. Um, is more than I can count. <laughs> I feel a little bad about that, but, um, you know, I, the, one of the yeah, great things about that is, I would have admitted that on a podcast, but hey, it's okay. okay. Well, she loves opening the treasures. Well, um, that's been oh, a fun okay. thing so for you're us. Doing it, you're doing it for her really. Uh, eh, sure. Yeah. No. Yes, um, you're doing it for her because she yeah, enjoys opening it, it. So you're doing it for her. Well, yeah, and that, that's actually been really one fun, interesting thing. She'll be like a treasure. Like, she's three now, but um, you know, like she she loves just like popping those treasures. I I'll do the pinatas, of course, but um, uh, the treasures chests and stuff. She you know she loves opening that. Up. She gets a good excitement out of that. So sometimes she'll just randomly ask me, and then, and then I'll do a standard so I can get one for her to open. But um, yeah, that makes it fun. Now, do you, I know some people like strip down their phone to give them every millisecond advantage while they're hunting. Do you do that too? You know, you turn off all the structures, uh, all the borders, everything. Yeah, everything in game is off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's how I handle the app generally, Um, not just for hunting. You know, the only time I turn, I mean, I'll turn 3D objects on when I'm looking to, you know, build a new structure and trying to see where I have structures. Um, But outside of that, I keep everything off. Well, if I'm if I'm looking to mint, I'll turn the FSA markers on. But um, after that, uh, (laughs) sorry, I just saw Russell's comment. Bathroom stall the casino. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going, I'll be in Vegas, um, during Genesis week. So I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Definitely look us up because we um, will be there in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh yeah. So yeah. Strip down. Um, yeah. Everything in app is off as far as hardware goes. I don't do anything special with my phone. I know there's, um, and somebody reminded me of this earlier today. There's a motion, uh, something you can turn off on your phone, um, I forget what's called, but I tried it one time because I saw people talking about where I think it prevent or it like quickly jumps you to your send position. I don't remember what exactly it does, but it just messed me up completely. I could not adjust to it just cause I'm used to such a specific process, you know? So, and, so you don't hit the little pawn piece in the bottom left-hand corner. Well, to... Yeah, that I use. Yes, oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah. I think that one is pretty common knowledge, but that one helps kind of move your screen along faster uh or allows you to or allows you to click that's it it allows you to click on the property and see the the arrow right before your block explorer is there that one is useful absolutely um yeah that one i mean i I, i'd be i've been using that for a while um but again hardware changes or anything like that i don't have anything i don't even know where to begin i assume with pc there are things happening out there that 
you know, might be a little questionable at times, but um, I can't. I think Russell puts his in the, uh, in the freezer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like I've, I've heard that before. Um, yeah. Cool down your phone beforehand or whatever. Um, yeah, you know what? I, 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 met, I listened to Russell's, uh, interview and I mean, he was saying things I'd never, I didn't know about. So, I mean, there are definitely a lot of, he was saying things ideas. no one knew about. Yeah. Like, so that's great. Um, stuff that only happens in Russell's head. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I never would claim that I have the perfect process for finding treasures. I, I mean, I do a pretty good job. I get beat a lot too. You know, I'm not certainly a hundred percent winner or anything, um, I just, I try to go fast. I have my process. I go quick. I, some cities I do better in than others out of familiarity and comfort, I'd say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I have, I don't have anything like any special secrets that people don't already know about. Um, at least I don't think so. <laughs> but I, That's I think, exactly what somebody with secrets. Well, is. yeah, true, true. I will say, though, um, you know, t- talking about the um, treasure rushes for a moment, like I I do consistently pretty good on the treasure rushes, which always surprised me. Um, you know, I mean, there are a couple guys that beat me pretty much every time, but I've won a few and I've usually top five or ten. And uh, I mean, my process works well, it seems. I move quick, and uh, I think speed is a big part of it. Um, accuracy, obviously, and luck is a big part of it, but speed, definitely. How quickly can you transition from looking at the arrow to scrolling and zooming to clicking and hitting the right button and not misclicking, which happens a lot as well. Now, would you rather start farther away from the treasure spawn mm. with seven cents left or in the light red area with one send? <laughs> I'll take the seven and far. Yeah, I feel a little more confidence in that than uh, my a close range guess. I, I tell you, when I when I have a starting point that is light red or almost light red, I can struggle. <laughs> I feel like I always overshoot it. Um, that, that sort of short to mid-range starting point kind of messes with me a bit and it's frustrating because you're like you are there you should you should be able to get that uh man i'm gonna give russell a hard time after this show. <laughs> um who, but yeah i mean writing these questions by the way uh, a re- high, retired high school teacher like okay let's paint a scenario you have seven cents in this area yeah i would take a seven yeah. problems um for, again, for that me, it's a little bit of the speed aspect of it and a little less of the accuracy aspect. Uh, you know, I, I can do pretty good with arrow distances, but because I'm trying to go fast, sometimes I misinterpret the speed of the flashing of the arrow. Um, also, I don't know if I'm crazy or if other people have seen this, but I feel like sometimes the first arrow is not what it should be. <laughs> and maybe I'm moving too fast, but... I swear sometimes it looks like it's kind of quick and then I'll jump halfway across the map and then now it's slower. And I, I, I don't know, if, again, if I'm just seeing things, but um, it definitely messes with me. Hmm. How many days do you blow through all your allotted scents? Almost never. Um, I, just because I don't, again, I don't hunt a whole lot. Um, special events, yeah. I mean, it's Spark Week, so if I have some time to hunt a lot, um, or like when they've done some of these, um, you know, like the, the Easter egg hunt, right? It's, you know, I never used to run out of sense, but because cooldowns are so short now too, and there's so many treasures that you can get pretty much simultaneously, um, it's easier to blow through sends. I will say I am an advocate for putting the cooldowns back to the way they were, or, or at least to the 
point of there being one global cooldown for a treasure tier. I'm cool with the longer cooldowns for rare versus exclusive versus limited. I think those should be differing lengths. I'm, I'm cool with that. But like for some reason, they just re- changed it to each city has its own cooldown. I, out of my uh, longevity ego, I don't like it because I don't want to hunt more <laughs> to keep my numbers up. Um, there are people that want to spend a lot more time on it. They're going to get twice as many treasures as me. Good for them. That's not the game I'm going to play. And I, I got to play my own game, but um, I just don't have the time for that. And so the, the, the cooldown change is a little frustrating for me. And the fact that people can jump from city to city and, and just keep winning treasures. They claim this is supposed to help more people win treasures, but you're giving the better hunters an opportunity to take away more of those treasures. So for me, I don't agree with that. What's I, I don't. the average prize on one of those? Do we know? On what? On on a treasure chest, on one of these competitive ones. Uh, what tier? Uh, let's say tier one. Uh, well, okay, sorry. So, like, are we talking limited treasure, exclusive treasure, rare well, treasure? Well, anyway, the point, what I was trying to get to sorry. is that, no, 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 you're fine, because those are all valid questions. Um, the point I was trying to get to is, can you imagine how many hunters actually fly, though? And flight is a true upex sink. That flight cost does not get put back in with the players. Yeah, so, true. But if you're uh, basing that motion in a hub like New York, where right now you've got three spark cities and one regular treasure city, I think um, there are people that can take those trains, which oh, trains. are cheaper. Which Chain. again, you're right. It's an upex sink. Well, for sure. that, no, no, trains um, like thirty four upex. Right, right, like, and. For the good hunters, you know, if you can knock it out in one or two tries, you're spending minimal epics, you're winning more, or maybe you're getting spark in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're. for me, I'm not really thinking about those travel fees. I'm trying not to travel around too much just because, again, I'm not trying to play that game so much. But, uh, but I feel like the people that are doing it, they're probably doing it because they're getting value out of it. Um, Somebody who only has a handful of upics is not going to be jumping around or is not winning treasures as much or is not going to be jumping around because they're going to be wasting their upics and wasting their sends. For those players, newer players, I mean, personally, I think you should focus on one city first, get, you know, get better, or maybe a couple, you know. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people get uh, discouraged with hunting new players, right? I mean, they see the same names over and over again, but, you know, we all started somewhere. And we all grinded it out and learned. And for me, it was Fresno. I, I mean, I started in Fresno. It was low send fees. I got to know how to, to hunt a bit um, while also minting properties that Upwind kept releasing that were <laughs> coming from closed accounts um, and kind of going through that cycle early on in, in my, my Upland experience. And then I shifted to San Francisco and it was just kind of all San Francisco. I didn't really have anything in New York, so I wasn't traveling. And the time i was like oh i'm never gonna fly that's so expensive to fly to new york now because i've you know grown my account my, oh, my daily earnings big money now i don't think about it as much you know it's which is nice it's a nice problem to have i guess um but yeah, yeah. awesome and what advice would you give um to a new player looking to treasure hunt Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of what I just said, I think might hit on that. So I would say focus on a lower tier city first. I guess it depends on your bankroll too, right? I mean, 
I, I assume most new players are coming in with, um, you know, promo money or, you know, a little bit of crypto they're throwing in or whatever. I, usually it's a small amount early on. Um, focus on a lower tier city and and just practice, right? I mean, that's that's how I got there. I just found what works for me. Um, you know, I, I know there are a lot of hunters that hunt a lot of different ways and it works for them. There's not one way to do it. And I, I think overall that's the... Uh, probably the mentality of upland there's so many different ways to play upland you don't have to care about i mean back when i started it was just we're buying blue squares on a on a map and you can treasure hunt and that was pretty much it you know some special events here and there uh but now there's so much more with meta ventures and these uh, events going on and and scavenger hunts and top of city releases and everything else from you know the developer standpoint that's coming in the third party so you can play so many different ways in this game. You can focus just on the NFLPA stuff, right? Or you could just manufacture and design 3D decor, which is really cool. Um, or you could treasure hunt. Uh, you know, for me, I, I still mostly play a simple game, a treasure hunt. And, you know, I, I try to trade prop. I mean, I don't do properties as much as I used to, but I mean, I'm still trying to like, you know, buy and flip and things like that here and there. Uh, but the tr- the hunting and the community keeps me in more than anything. Yeah, that's what binge scrolling TikTok. I don't know about that, <laughs> but that's what kept both of us in this game so long is the community that Upland has. But yeah, you know, I mean the the Discord's great. If you didn't have Discord, I don't know where you'd be. I mean, I'd probably leave Upland. <laughs> but uh, with Discord, I mean, outside. The general chat of Discord, it gets very toxic, and I am not a big fan of the gen chat. I kind of skip out of most of that. I'm not usually on there, but there's a lot of servers within the Upland community that I have joined. Um, you know, I've got a tight group of, of players that, you know, that I communicate with, and we play the game together and talk game, talk real life, and kind of just met through Upland, which is really cool, just like-minded people. And then you've got, like, neighborhood communities, like Portage Park, that I've I've been in for a long time and uh, there's a lot of other great communities out there that I'm not a part of. And I, I think that needs to continue to grow. And if, if, I mean, if the players are disgruntled, which, well, we often are um, the community at least, and that, that bond I think is what can at least help Upland keep sustaining. I, I, I hope there's more growth. Obviously we all want growth, um, but it is a place to, to, to communicate and socialize and, and be online with people who have a similar interest. So um, for that, I've always really liked it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time uh, tonight, Smuckus. Glad we could make it happen. Uh, Thank is, you. This is was there fun. anything you want to say before you, we put you backstage for the evening? Um, I, I guess I, one thing I just wanted to like throw out there too. Um, I think a lot of players are coming up with a really cool and unique ideas to play this game and even in the treasure hunting side. And I just wanted to shout out to nunchucks for coming up with this spark week world tour that he's doing this week. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or not, but, um, he had this idea and I'm sorry, I'm saying he, I don't know if nunchuck is a he or she, but, um, you know, they, they ended up, um, had this idea of, instead of just everybody, you know, hunting in whatever city you want to hunt in to, um, you know, let's do a series of consecutive cities in a specific order. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't have the specifics of it. He, he told me about it and I, I chose not to opt in because I'm so busy this. Oh, so it's like, uh, so like all the treasure hunters, he, there's like an extra incentive or something. 
involved in that. And I think that's, um, I think that's a really cool idea. And I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I'm glad that there's stuff happening like that. Did he rug or did I? No, he, he dropped. For did I go out? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. For a second. I apologize. <laughs> I, I was losing my mind. I was just, I was just ranting about something. It's okay. I'm good. I'm good. No, I was curious about this world tour. So he set it up and was like, Hey, let's go church hunting in all these cities. Was there like a, a, prize for the whoever i think i believe there was a prize to it but it was also um you know a bit of bragging rights as well um but yeah i mean he had it all laid out this is the order of the cities it wasn't just spark cities it was also normal treasure cities i believe and the goal was to just kind of uh marathon through all these different upland cities and you know some of this past spark weeks i've tried to jump around different cities to change it up too and i think that was a really cool idea i just Again, I couldn't dedicate um, my time to it over the next few days. Uh, but I just, again, I wanted to shout out to that because I, I, I love seeing like the creativity, especially on something that's been so much of the same with treasure hunting, finding a way to change it up. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Thank you so much. You're welcome to hang out backstage, check out the after show. Um, and it's always awesome hearing different people's styles and techniques of treasure hunting. And, uh, you know, people will definitely learn from it and help improve it and improve that part of the upland metaverse. So thank you so much. Great, thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. Hopefully see you backstage after the show. Take it easy. All right. So now it is time for. All right, we got our market update for the week of April 20th, 2023. Uh, We'll go through some of the slides quicker than usual. Um, Nothing really over the week to week. Arlington jumped 23%, though, on their U.S. dollar floor. They hit $8 this week. Get it. Uh, UpEx pretty steady. Um, Did not update those slides, so... All right, looking looking at the difference from the UPEX floor to the U.S. dollar floor, Rutherford's still high at 60% difference, so $20 to buy on U.S. dollar floor and about 50000 UPEX for their UPEX floor. Great place to buy in U.S. dollar and sell for UPEX. Well, not a great place because the volume is low, but that's where you have your biggest discrepancy, so scratch what I initially said. <laughs> and then... Detroit, Rio, Staten Island, all under 40%, where you're pretty close to your U.S. dollar floor and your um, UPEX floor. Trying to change the screen so everybody can see. There we go. 30-day change, other than Arlington jumping up. That's about the only thing over the last month. So slow, steady, consistent. I I think it's okay. Manhattan is under 90,000 for the first time in a couple of weeks. Nice. 12-week change. Arlington's really killing it. Their UPEX floor is up 37%. Their U.S. dollar floor is up 15%. Still, that's just my concern that there's still more of Arlington to be released. Um, Yes, it's a lot of FSA that's being flipped right now that you can get in cheap and you're flipping for profit. But that's where a lot of that comes from. Los Angeles did crack the top 10. You know, they're still in the top 10. So... 
nice there. Six month change. Upex is looking good. U.S. dollars looking bad, except for Arlington is up forty five percent. It's all about Arlington and their hunting node. Upex markup, nothing too crazy there. City floor markup prices. Manhattan, Rutherford, Santa Clara, still sky high. Everybody else dealing pretty well. And the bottom five city floors in Upland, Detroit, Rio, Chicago, Buenos, and Queens. Um, everybody's three dollars except for Buenos at Buenos Aires at three dollars and twenty five cents. Um, so fancy. Yeah. Uh, no real change on the Epics floor other than Buenos Aires at a 7% increase. Going back six months, nothing too exciting. The U.S. dollar, Las Vegas dropped down to 32%. Deals, deals, yeah. deals. Uh, everybody in the bottom 10 is under 50%. You have four cities, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Chicago, and Nashville, under 40% on the U.S. dollar purchase price. Dude, you had me sitting here thinking I was having a stroke. I was like, why do I hear a train? Because the trains by my house are really loud. There's a, there's a conductor that rolls through here, and he just lays on it. Like, legit. Like, other trains just kind of come and go, but this one dude is just, like, lays on it. Yeah, hit his ex-wife Sandra moved there with his new, with her new boyfriend Tom, and he's just like, "Nah, I'm gonna wreck your night." <laughs> Could be true. All right, sold out percentages. Arlington's up one percent to eighty one percent, and Porto is up to ninety nine percent. Why is Dak here? Who let? We're, we're just leave, leaving the door open. The riffraff coming Dude, in. Well, first off, Dak's here because he's going to update us on the first week of the Upland Racing League. And uh, this week, it is we are sponsoring the Portage Park race in the Upland Racing League. Oh, that's why Dak's here. We should probably have uh, someone from URL come in and talk about that stuff. It sounds pretty important. Yeah, there's this guy. You know what? Him. I could probably I can probably call my dude Dak. There you go. All right, there you go. I'll make some calls maybe after this segment. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm into properties, you know, interesting. You know, we got to about 350,000 unminted properties and they announced a city release. So, yeah, thank you, Jimmy Jester. Tornadoes sound like trains. That is true. So I thought I was going to die. Hey, Sao Paulo only has 18 properties available. Go get it now. Not How did show vice? How did they sell 366% of Sao Paulo? Because they sold 66 properties. Their number's small. That's not how percent, like, you, it, the formula's right, trust me. We're wrong. The formula can't be right. You can't oh, sell. No, you're three. right. You can't, you can't, you're right. <laughs> I know I'm right. Or, or there were. No, it's whatever. It's whatever um, 18 divided I'll, by I'll look at the numbers. 84. 18 divided by 84. That's your that's the percent that's left. So actually, I guess it would be whatever. 66 divided by 84. 66 divided by 84 is your percentage. All right. Now it's time to, we got through that update pretty quickly. <laughs> it's time to bring on the fun boys from Playa Del Rey. 
and maybe they'll tell us the proper pronunciation. But I think they're they have a good time, so I think they call it Playa too. I mean, unless we're getting one of the one of the one of the boys from Portugal or Brazil, I don't think any of uh, any of the white boys you invite are going to be able to say. Why you always got to like put people in their boxes? I'm not putting anybody in a box. So we come on here, roll, roll some R's. Simone will come on and tell you how to say it. That's for damn sure. All right. But we do have uh, BC for fun and C. Ellis from the player, the Ray node right now leading the neighborhood. Um, collect, or what do they call it? The neighborhood community. Rank, community. community ranking. Yes. Oh. What's up? What's up, dude? You were you were playing with that during the show, like you were like, just, I was like, what is happening in that <laughs> screen down there? Like, very, it looked very inappropriate. I, I mean, Number one, baby, thanks for letting me out of the cage. I've been waiting. <laughs> we're uh, this is awesome, man. Great show, guys. Thank you, Smuckus, dude. Um, yeah, that was it's the opposite of everything I do, man. What he does is great. I'm just standard hunting. I leave all the buildings on. I'm just having fun. and um, But those are great tips, man. And the, the stats and everything, thank you guys, and thank you for having us on the show, Property Experts. Woo, playa. Appreciate you having us, fellas. Uh, appreciate you guys coming on. And, uh, I, I mean, you guys got it going on in that little node. Uh, I mean, it, it's not that little. It's a, it's a good-sized community. and uh, Little? They're the biggest. Well, I guess they're. I guess technically, just because they have the the highest ranking, doesn't mean they're the biggest. Right? That's correct. Mm. Nobody knows the true formula. I guess we'll clear it up. Playa del Rey is the location, but we do call ourselves Playas. <laughs> Obviously, there you Obviously. go. <laughs> no, Kevin gave me a cheat sheet, guys. I'm going to tackle this Playa. I, I hate that Kevin Kevin couldn't be here because he was excited about it, but. He did, he did do a lot of work, sent us some notes of making sure talking points. So, prepared us. I like that. That's a good that's, – that's a sign of a strong community lead. Uh, that's the kind of people you want leading your nodes that are like, whoa, I don't trust either of you two guys. <laughs> Here's my cheat sheet. Don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah. Be like, I made this really easy, so do not mess this up. It's so uh, I got a cheat sheet. You guys want me to squash it right now? Oh, absolutely. I'll like, read the Rush cheat it. sheet because a gringo could do it. Playa is pronounced playa, but who has a property? Everyone that has a property in playa is a playa. And uh, they go in real G residence in our Discord. Playo Pomo is a play on words of Pablo Escobar's famous phrase, plata o plomo. It's Spanish and Brazilian's. Brazilian talk Portuguese. You're either with us or you're against us. A little bit. Oh, and then the rest in Spanish. <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. Or Portuguese, I'm sorry. We have a huge Brazilian community, and uh, Kevin, we have to thank for that. And uh, we have a party with them every Friday night. Our parties get a little wild. You know, we recommend no kids in the room. And um, it, it's just awesome. So <laughs> We're also partners with Not like that. Uh, like that. Party Bandera. <laughs> So a shout out to them in Brazil, and they got a great note out there too. Well, and you just joined Xnet, the greatest yeah, node Xnet. network ever. That's right. Drop the badges in our oh, one, baby. Yeah, has BC Fun seen? The, have you showed anybody the badges? I dropped them in the text chat. I didn't tag everybody. I wanted to let it be oh, a surprise. Man, those badges turned out fire. I was so BC. Happy. Did you check them out? 
No, not yet, but um, yeah, I'm going to check them out. Yeah, and I heard that you guys are having a special on Anvils, buy one, get one free, or half off, and uh, uh, for a play, play a promotion, right? Yes, if you have a home address in uh, Playa del Rey, you get buy one, get one, U.S. dollar or UPEX. You, you get the special because I did move my home address there. These guys have been pretty fun, um, you know. I always love Alamo Square, and if the whole neighborhood collection came out back in 2020 when our boy China reached out to the Upland team and said, let's do this, we would have crushed it in Alamo Square. But right now, a lot of people are inactive. You know, you had some people that are now very active in other communities. Why are you doing it on? Because it's my show. You're in PDR. You're in PDR. I'm in PDR. I moved today. I went to PDR. You abandon Alamo Square in our time of need. Hey, I, I'm, not, I'm leaving right behind. <laughs> hey, that's Look. right. You're in play, man. And the only Alamo Square I know about is in Texas, right? You, <laughs> you can't buy, buy props live on, live on air and not yeah. move to one of them. Look. That beachfront property is calling your name. I know. Oh, oh you, you got a beachfront? You bought a beachfront? I did. Satoshi. Nice. Yeah, it was like 250 bucks. Ooh. But it, it had an apartment on it, too, though. It okay. was right and it's on the track. Sweet. It's on the track and next to Shitoshi. I was like, what up? Nice. Yeah, we have two Upland Racing League uh, tracks. And I believe that one of the other properties you bought, too, on Zolta, I believe that's on the track, too. Beast. So, yeah, you're killing it, man. This is a great. That was a beautiful properties you got. Yeah. Right yeah. Do build contest with a million OPEX first prize player. Nice. Yeah, made a lot of progress, big dent in getting some properties built. We added up, I think it totaled 101 throughout the community. Big numbers. Almo Schumann, I think he ended up building like 30 on his own, took home first prize. So he's a gangster, almost human. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. I started out with 37 properties to build on. I ended with. Seven, all of them built and couldn't keep up with them. <laughs> so, what's up with the uh, giveaway party going on Friday at five PM Pacific? So we do this every Friday, and and all the players show up, and we donate stuff so we can give away stuff. You know, so we recommend donate if you can, and um, we just we just have fun, dude. Our parties get a little crazy, and you got to be there to see it, man. It doesn't have to be anything big, legit speeds, epics, whatever. Uh, make games out of it, spin the wheel sometimes. Uh, Bullet's favorite game is go find this item in your house. First one back wins this prize. Oh, I love uh, that. That's a great one. So, is it, it's in Discord? Yep, yep. We do it in the Discord channel. We should and, live stream that. That sounds amazing. Absolutely. Mojave's hosting for the first time, filling in for Kevin again tomorrow night. So not for the first time, for the first time lately. Kevin yeah. usually runs them. He's our yeah. segue between the communities, so nice. He's a yeah, big, and these guys yeah. all laid it down before I got here. You know, we got um, Sa Mojave Bullet um, Salas, and uh, we got some some big players. That's our leadership, really. You know, the most props, and and they're really making the calls. Together, we are. And uh, who else did I not mention? Cave is the last one. Cave yeah. leader in our property for sure in our in our Discord. Yeah. When, and um, 
When LA launched, um, the first properties I bought was in PDR. I was making a beeline to the water, and I just started making a beeline to the water where I ended up. I, I started buying that. across, and, and then I just bought the five properties that I got right there along the coastline. I'm like, got to get to the water, got to buy it. So those were the, my first LA properties. Yeah, Mojave brought me in a while back. He said, I found this area. It's sort of bought out, but it's right on the water. We can grab a lot of props. Um, it was mostly minted, but I mean, we were grabbing them up pretty, pretty good prices, even if they were already bought and just started, started the discord. Uh, I think I got in the discord. There was less than 200 people. We got over 710 or so now. So, I mean, it's been a steady, strong rise. It's been kind of wild to watch it. Nice. I definitely, especially then watching TML drop two hundred fifty dollars on a beachfront property. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. Increase in property value there. That's right. All right. What else do you two have before we let you head backstage for the rest of the show? Got a, still a lot to cover this evening. No Just make sure you come out tomorrow night. Uh, have sure. join the fun. Check out the Discord. There's always something going on. So always people in there what? chatting and talking. Before you go, BC, what in the hell is your background? This is it's insanity. It's fun, man. Oh, I got a fish pond back there, some koi. Yeah. And then I just collect stuff. And I was I spent a lot of time on Zoom during COVID. So I was like, I might as well make it, you know, comfortable. That's your and backyard? I, and I smoke cigarettes on my patio, yeah. It's your patio. Because, like, is that, wait, is that a, a, a decorative fire hydrant or an, an active fire hydrant? Oh, my uncle has a, a sprinkler company, and it's a real fire hydrant, so I grabbed it. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> just, I just grab everything. I'm kind of well, I know that it's a real fire hydrant, but it's not. Because oh, I it's decorative. Were, yeah. Okay. I can't believe I you, you were about the fire hydrant before the stormtrooper. Yeah. I mean, he's got a stormtrooper, <laughs> the rock star drink sign, the koi the koi no, that makes sense. I got, I got weird, like, memorabilia. Like, I get that. And hell yeah, rock star drinks some energy drinks. The statue of David, I mean, I don't know that I want a dude's junk on, like, my shoulder for every Zoom call, but to each their own. Um, but it was really the fire hydrant that was, like – and then you were saying your 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 whoever's a sprinkler system. I was like, dude, if, if he hooked it up so, that, like, sprinkled your yard from that fire hydrant, that would be insane. That would be cool. We got a swimming pool back there, too. That would be awesome. That – Yeah. And we're getting ready up. for summer. I'm in California. So, yeah, it's, it's nice. definitely getting ready. And thanks for having us, man. So, a fun fact I thought was cool was that, um, you know, we have 1,230 sparks staked in Playa del Rey right now. Wow. So, and it was like that this morning when I checked it, and we still got it. And I've been looking at this numbers, you know, and it's been creeping up because it was started 200 and then 450. It was 450 for a while and just creeping, you know, and um, it just all happened, all came together beautifully, you know, and the community and everyone in Upland, you know, joining us. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. You two being in Vegas for Genesis Week? I'm hoping for next year. I've got a 19-month-old right now, so... Oh, I get that. That's going to... Yeah. I get that. Well, my, my kids are grown. I don't have any plans, but I think I'll make it. There you go. Hopefully, we can link up there. Hey, fellas, hang out backstage. We'll talk after show. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Have a good one. 
right, and let's bring Dak on and get the Upland Racing League update and the Portage Park race going on tomorrow. Dak, how we doing, my friend? Hey, how's it going? Great. So tell us about the first week in the Upland Racing League. It was awesome. Uh, some technical difficulties with the uh, Twitch stream, but Mass Chef, uh, TML, you know him, how he is. He got on it. He went all pro, got talked to other streamers, and I think he's got something special. I hope you got your commercial ready. Yeah, we got to work on that after the show. I told uh, you yesterday. I told him. No, you told me today. Uh-huh. You told me today. <laughs> You said, do you got a commercial? And I said, no, I don't. And you said, well, for one day. So it was real time. We'll we'll work on that after the show. All right. And, uh, but it was, um, it went well. Uh, We're excited. Elijah uh, did his uh, streaming on the uh, Real Note, the Real Note LA theater, special theater. And they had people dancing there and stuff. So that was kind of cool. Um, and so we also were Twitch streaming it on Meta Racing, uh, Metaverse Racing News Network, our Twitch channel. And so the idea is, you know, we're starting with URL, but we'll also be moving into like anyone who has a league out there, anyone who's doing racing and they want to get some news information out there, we would be happy to share it and kind of like start doing like newscast type so, things. So like the ESPN of Upland Racing. And it's not just Upland. The idea is eventually, you know, I wanted to actually expand it into, like, channels and everything. So imagine Zed Run, uh, Rev Racing, uh, Taco Racing, all that. Hey, I got a bunch of Zed horses I haven't touched in a very long time. and there, there's a Really? Bunch. Oh, yeah. Nice. We, we, got a, we might have we got to a talk. Horse, we got a horse named Upland. Uh, we, we should talk. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> We, we got some nice Genesis so, horses, and we bred some of them, so yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely. Let's chat. But uh, in terms of results, uh, we had the way it worked was we had two qualifying heats, five in each heat. Top three made it to the final race. Uh, in the first heat, we had Mashev, Bulaman, Matsuda R, Uplord 7, and KO Ninja. And from that uh, qualifier, we had Uplord, Matsuda, and KO Ninja made it uh, to the final. In Heat 2, we had Impasa from the Castle Elite Racing Team. We had Ryze from uh, MV Motors, uh, MV uh, Motorsports. We had SE Kicker from the Hyde Park Ninjas, the Ninja Racing. Uh, Up the Dale and Sergeant Loco, two independent but they represent uh, up the Dale represents uh, Latinos uh, Unidos and Sergeant Loco. Oh wait, no, Sergeant Loco is uh, Latinos <laughs> Unidos, and up the Dale is Red Hook. So you know a lot of really good kind of groups out there. And from that group, the final, uh, the ones that moved on was Ricey, uh, SC Kicker, and uh, Sergeant Loco. We get to the finals, and in the finals. Um, we had Matsuda R coming in first with a final time of 2.37, and this was on the Genesis loop. Ryze came in second with a uh, finals time of 2.38.250. He also had the fastest time during his qualifying heat at 2.35.140. Oh, 
Oh, wow. So, uh, so yeah, so he did pretty good. Um, then Sergeant Loco, our ND driver, no team representing, but representing uh, Latinos Unidos, he came in third, followed by Uplord, KO Ninja, SE Kicker, so KO Ninja and SE Kicker right there, up the Dale, and then Castle Elite Racing. Uh-uh-uh. Brought up the bottom with Mass Chef and Pasta and Buleman, uh coming in, uh, yeah, I know, 7th, uh, 8th, ninth, and 10th. But that just makes me more hungry for this week when we race Portage Park. Brought to you by Upix Podcast. There you go. And this is the bunny track, too. It's got a nice little rabbit. It's going to be a fun race. You ever see Yeah, a lot of turns. Track? Oh, yeah, I've raced it when they were doing... Yeah, when when they were doing the big uh, kind of race thing, uh, Upland was doing their race thing. They, they did it all in, in the Portage Park track. I could not get a good time on that with my uh, 4S. I only have a 4SE. I'm not I'm not loaded like uh, TML with his six or seven or ten <laughs> S1Rs. I know that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no. You know what's ridiculous is that they just added a new model year and then reprinted them with a stripe. Yeah. No, actually, they're a little. They more. They look more like IROX, like IROX Zs. That's what I'm thinking. They, I, I still, the, I, are the stats identical? Somebody posted the stats. I didn't go through them though. So the stat that I saw was lower than the S1Rs from the original season. Oh. But I don't, I, but I don't know if that was just an S1 versus an S1R kind of thing. So, uh, cause I, I didn't, I just saw it just said S1 and, and so I didn't know if the trim oh, was rare. Base, that's probably the base S1. Yeah. And so I'm not really sure yet. But uh, someone showed me a picture of them racing, I think it was Matt Chef, racing with one of the new S1s. Because I'm like, I've never seen that. And what was interesting about it is it had a Union Jack skin on it. Huh? And then they announced London today. Huh? There you go. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. So what they time can to, ever- They probably need to check on that code whoever's running that game has preloaded all the models like before that they're ready to mint then because those definitely aren't minted nope so what so, what time and where can people catch uh weeks two's race of the upland racing league so we race friday at 2 30 p.m eastern 6 30 p.m utc 11.30 a.m. PT, and you can catch us on the URL Discord channel. You can catch us on Twitch under MRN, uh, and you can catch us in uh, the Real Note LA Spatial I.O. Theater. So we're, we're trying to be all over the place. Thanks. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for the update, Dak. Um, look forward to the update next week. And uh, Sounds good. Right. You gotta get some visuals, bro. Talk to me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will have. We have a nice tracker that's tracking like all of the positions and everything with their points because this is a you know a full season where people are going to be scoring points. So you'll see your leaderboard and all that. 
cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, yep, look forward to it next week. Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon. And uh, we'll talk Zed Run here offline. Sounds good, man. Hang Take out care, backstage guys. if you got time. All right. All right. All right. Now, what everybody's been waiting for. No, we're done. No, we're not done. Show's over. We're going. No on. one cares. No one cares. No one cares. So no one cares. London and Birmingham are coming. Another dual city announcement in the Upland Metaverse. But like, is it dual? It. It's, I don't know. So I'm going to probably sound as ignorant as normal. Is it with? Is this the equivalent of like saying San Francisco and Fresno? No, I, I'm very confused on this because I'm like. Wow, we're sweet home Alabama here, and we're in London, so it's like an international city, and it's a U.S. city release at the same time. No. No? It's Birmingham. <laughs> I don't know if you're messing with me. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's going. <laughs> it's not how it's going. That would be that would be interesting, though. Like, I'd be like, Birmingham, Alabama, let's go. No, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I, I just thought it was fun and to see how long it would. Yeah, play. And, and your reaction was great. You just kind of sat there and stared at it for a second. So, well, I was just like, crap, is that really what they're doing? You missed 19, like you're 19 days late on that, uh, on that joke, but cool. Yeah. Big wheels keep on turning. Sweet home, Alabama. All right. Now, anyway, stress test is going on Wednesday. April 26th at 9 a.m. And the city launches on Thursday, April 27th at 9 a.m. Here's the maps if you're watching us on YouTube of the neighborhoods that are going to be released. This is <gasps> There's a Hyde Park. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm moving, I'm moving to Hyde Park, London. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the first... This is the first tier one city being released in a very long time. And this is just not like a lower tier one. It's one, one, one across the board with the upland standings. Oh Um, yeah. It has to be. It's London. It'll be the same with Paris. It'll be the same. Yeah. Uh, Lois ping, uh, ping too stupid. He'll get you the link. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hit me up. Lois. I'll get you. I'll keep, um, but there's only 20,000 properties in London. I think that I, I get that, you know, the, the last few cities that. Wait, 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 wait. 20,000 in the first release? Yeah, on London. Oh, okay. That's fine. No, it's not. Yeah, it's fine. You think it's fine? Yeah. Why? What, what are you talking about? Like it's London. That, they, they always do. As long as you're not, as long as you're not telling me that there's only twenty thousand in all of London, if all you're saying is that the initial release is twenty thousand, duh. You, Upland needs the headline: London sells out in thirty-seven seconds. Like, you can't do that if you release two hundred thousand properties. So they're going to release twenty. It's going to sell out. There's going to be a fury of activity. They're going to be able to pump all their daily numbers, and then three days later. They'll go, oh, hey, here's another 20, 30,000. And they'll just keep doing that until the market is saturated and there's about 15,000 properties left for mint. But look, look, here's my argument. Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo 25,000 properties, Sao Paulo. which was a tier four treasure hunter. 
Buenos Aires, 17,500 on initially released tier four. Dallas was a 29,000 property release. You still have unminted properties there. It's a tier three. And Arlington was a tier four with 20,000 properties. So you have a bunch of 4434 four, where your treasure hunting tiers, your city tiers are lower. And this is a tier one, a tier one treasure hunting, a tri- tier one city, and it's international. And you're only going to release 20,000. I, you got to do more than 20,000 for your first international tier one city. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Why? Because yeah. it's, it's going to sell out in 37 seconds. Yes. Why? Well, and here's the other thing. I don't think it, all you're, those other you're going to piss off more players. No, no, no. Time out. Time out. All those other cities are cheap. I saw somebody and I'm sorry. Cause they actually, it was a DM on, on Facebook. And they're like, yeah, I'll probably try to buy like five properties in London and they have 20,000 UPEX. You're not going to be able to buy one property in London for 20,000 UPEX. Like the base price on these is going to be huge. You're going to see LA sticker shock. Oh, it's going to be way worse than LA sticker shock. It's going to be there. I just hope they don't overcorrect for Manhattan because this is their, this is their second Manhattan really. Like in my mind, London and Manhattan, like they're kind of on the same tier of like mega cities uh, that are important for for global purposes. And so if they overcorrect, like we could be seeing like just very, very expensive properties. That's all. Well, at that point, you know, you don't you get the neighborhoods that are smaller, more condensed with the lower um, up X per up square markup. You still get the sellout. But, you know, okay, you, you sold out Sao Paulo. You sold out Buenos Aires. But now you're going to, come on, do, do a little more. Do a little more volume. You don't want to make the mistakes of Los Angeles where you flooded the market with properties and there's still about 140,000 out there. But for your first international tier one city, you kind of have to put more out there. You're going to, you're going to, Upset a lot of players. You're gonna attract. No, you're not. Yes, what's you gonna are. Upset play- what's gonna upset players more is sticker shock. It ain't gonna be the fact that they couldn't mint anything from everything getting minted out. It's gonna be oh, uh, uh, oh, you're not gonna buy hoppers like in a in a normal city. You just buy hoppers. You go, yep, I'm gonna buy this hop, buy hop to get somewhere. You ain't gonna do that in London. It's gonna be stupid expensive. That's. That's my prediction. It's all ones. They're going to set the bar high. They're going to say this is the new norm because they're going to base slice it. What, you know what? Bet. Go take, go find out if anybody can tell me what the up square price in Manhattan is secondary right now. Bet that we start seeing that as base prices around there. So whatever the base price is, bet. I mean, I mean, you're still looking. Yeah, St. James. Oh, yeah. It'll still sell out quick. I'm not saying it's not going to sell out quick. But what I'm going to say is that all the people that are complaining that would complain about how quick it sells out are going to be the same people that didn't have any UPEX to mint it anyway. You're going to have a lot of expensive property in the St. Really James good. and Probably more. North and South. and But you're also going to have some cheap properties. And there's cheap properties there that you can mint. What what's the max price of an FSA property? I don't think they released it. 
Okay, so like I I would expect that FSA properties will be minimum twenty thousand. I don't think you're going to see. I don't think you're going to see sub ten thousand properties in London. Why there were sub ten thousand property? Look, look at Harlem in Manhattan. Harlem Manhattan's a terrible example. My whole point is that they're rebasing Manhattan, a Manhattan style city. So what is the what's the cheapest property in Manhattan now? Forty thousand. Like that's the cheapest properties. They ain't gonna they ain't gonna release ten thousand upex properties. They're going to release twenty and thirty thousand upex properties, and those are going to be the cheap ones. That's I, that's how they should do it. I, I just think they should have at least doubled the number for their first international tier one no, city. I, I think they quadrupled the price. Like they, I think people are going to get there and go, "Oh, what what did they launch, man? There was something back in the day, and they launched it, and we were like, dude, that's a lot.' And now it's like, yeah, no, that's that's. I think it might have even been Manhattan because if you remember the jump from San Francisco to Manhattan, yeah, that, that was, was sticker, sticker shock. shock. That was sticker shock. And like looking at it in hindsight, like they were way underpriced. They should have been two to three X what they were. And I think Upland realized that. And I think you're going to, I think you're going to see it skyrocket. Big Mac 18. Okay. 18,000. That's fair. Is 2.7 enough to mint a property. Some properties, yes, but not all properties. That's for damn sure. I, I mean, there's still a lot of uh, iconic London to be minted. And then you always have the interesting facts of, will they have multi-city collections? You know, if you got a Soho in New York, a Soho in London, or Chelsea in London, and Chelsea in New York. So you have those speculations there. there there's a, a, a lot of fun here. but I don't think they can do that. They can do whatever they want. It's their game. No, they can't release. They can't release collections that aren't on the chain. Right. I, so I'm talking in the well. Oh, you're right. You're right. They have to put it in ahead of time. That's right. Yeah, it would have to be on the chain. So they can't. They can't yeah. retroactively add collections to a city. That's right. Uh, I mean, the community cities are different. Community collections are different, but it can't do. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But <laughs> why does London look like a chicken? Fair question. These are the good questions. Very good questions. That's why you come and tune in each and every week. Why does London look like a chicken? I don't know. I think, yeah, you're going to have people that have sticker shock, but the people that have sticker shock, they should already know. They've been playing Upland for a while. I'm interested in the new player growth that they're advertising because they're definitely putting this all over all the social media in London that they're launching on Upland in the... Metaverse and it's coming in and blah, 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 blah. And people are going to have a bad experience first time around. Dude, I don't think they're going to have a bad experience. I think I, Upland's done this enough now. Like this isn't their first rodeo. This is their bread and butter property releases that first have to nail this. They cannot have technical hiccups. They have to nail it. There's going to be a lot of eyes on this release I just I think that they're going to show that they're going to start pricing higher. I'm expecting to see much much higher prices than we've seen historically, because I think that that's how they're going to manage the new like the next Manhattan's. I think that's what they've learned. All right. Well, everybody, let us know in the comments what you think. Is it enough properties or not enough properties? 
and, and let us know your thoughts on that too. And let us know what your thoughts on pricing. Um, I, I think we'll see Los Angeles style, Manhattan style sticker shock, but I think it's going to. No, and here, and here's why Russell Russell's hitting on it right there. The thing is up uh, Upland's job undisputed to sell more Upex. True. True. Okay. What do they make more off of? Minting a property for a hundred thousand that then sells for five hundred thousand, or having the property mint for three or four hundred thousand to then sell for five hundred thousand. Which one of those two scenarios does Upland make more? Does the value of UpEx increase more? Can't argue that. Yeah. So again. They've been saying they need an UPEX sink. The biggest UPEX sinks is minting properties. That's the best way to start siphoning money out of the out of the pools. And a massively priced London gets that job done. It gets new players in a mentality that that's the price of a property in one of those cities. So when they look at Manhattan, they don't think it's crazy. And by the way, you know what else is a really nice city? that also has an L in its name that people might go look at is LA. And then they might go, wait, I could buy one property in London or five in LA. Hell yeah. I'm going to go to LA. Either way, they're driving up the UPEX usage. That's, that's the play. That's the play. All right. Let us know in the comments what you think. I think it's, you've heard our stances. (laughs) All right. Moving on. London will be successful. Yes, London will be successful. Oh, absolutely. Why did you take us off the stream? Oh, I I was just doing that for the map. I'll put us back on. There we go. We're back. I mean, Russell says that I'm right, so. How'd you do it before? Is that the custom layout? Yep. That's not a custom. That was just a standard layer. TML is right. Oh, oh, now you want to listen to Russell. I've always listened to Russell. He's he's a genius. Let, let me get my boots. It's getting <laughs> kind of deep. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we have another landmark up for auction. Basically, they want about $9.2 billion UPEX. It's going to be a reverse-style auction. And Ooh. it goes on registrations open now. Ends on April 21st at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And... It's a great marina. It's fun. Any speculation on future usability of the marina? I, I That's the interesting thing. As I was reading the article about it, um, I, I could see a lot of, you know, utility to it in the future if Upland ever brings utility to your properties. But they have... You know, they talked about it being a pop, a vibrant hub of activities for sailing, kayaking, water-based activities. They talk about the the amount of boats that you can dock there and the events that they host there. And so they just uh, copied and pasted the wiki page. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, or you? No, I'm not mad at it. It's just like okay, it's another, it's another one of these. It's another, it's another thing for Abdullah to sink his millions of upex into. Like they literally just have to keep releasing these so that Abdullah's millions and millions and millions of upex don't just engulf everything. 
Yeah, I mean, it's got a great view too. If you if you look at the view of what you can see from the marina, but yeah, no, it's a gorgeous it's a gorgeous property. It'll be super interesting. It's just yeah, I was just thinking about the the utility and hopefully Upland brings utility to properties here sooner than later. I don't think I said anything bad, did I? You said reverse, though. Right. Uh, Franklin's just trying to troll you. That's all. Franklin. We haven't had any Franklin. Oh, we, we had a guest drop of Franklin bomb. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Correct. <laughs> so here you can win an AFA spotlight video and own the historic goals. Um, they've partnered with the Argentina Football Association. That's what the AFA is, if you don't know. And it allows players to own highlights of Argentina's biggest football moments. They're rare collectibles that are video highlights of key moments in the football history of Argentina. Um, they do have three different prize drawings with unique conditions for eligibility. It's a weekly drawing over four weeks of drawings. And one through three taking place each week. Drawing one is for new players requiring minting or buying properties in Buenos Aires to enter. The drawings two is for players um, posting an image of their favorite Buenos Aires street view to Twitter and tagging at Upland using the hashtag Upland Argentina. And drawing three is for all players requiring minting or buying a property, completing a collection, or using a paid send in Buenos Aires to gain entry for the drawing. And... If you're into the football legits and highlights, this is a great opportunity and multiple ways to be entered into drawings and winning. You're not participating, are you? No, I, uh, no. In the show or in this contest? Because honestly, neither. <laughs> Right. I'm too busy reading comments and going, I was about to just tell everybody, because I said earlier that uh, Russell is a genius, and uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to cut it and use it for my show. And I was like, wait, guys, if you just want me to say something so you can cut it and use it for your show, as long as you credit Upex, for, uh, uh, Upex Podcast is where you got it, dude, let's go. Hey, you actually starred the TML is right comment. Oh, crap. Can you see which comments I star? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a private setting. <laughs> no, that's that's the channel setting. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right, Spark Week's going on. You had a chance to buy Spark on Monday. Uh, you have the enhanced uh, Spark rewards. That's going on. Great time to move up from Uplander to, yeah, just just moving your save your upgrades. Dude, when did when did Miles join My Chemical Romance? That's what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> like, doesn't he look like he's about to drop the fiercest emo dubstep ever? Yes, like, he's ready. Get it. He's ready. And His the eyebrows were on fleek, though. And the Rising anyway. Star Challenge is going on. And they do that once a month. Same thing. You know how it rolls. But just wanted to touch on that. Mm. All right. We had a lot going on this episode. We had um, Smuckies come on. Tell, them, tell us about treasure hunting. We had Dak give us the updates from the Upland Racing League. Are you recapping the show we literally just did that everybody just spent an hour and a half listening to? Well, I was going to lead into next week's show. 
Oh, okay, okay. Carry on. No, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, next week. We're oh, gonna... but then, hey, do you remember we did the numbers? We did, and then the we numbers. talked about there. There was some of the news. Remember the news? And then there was that Argentinian contest that we said we weren't going to participate in. Do you remember that? Remember oh, I do. It, it was a great time. It was so funny. It was so funny. I mean, uh, you should have been there. If only. If only. <laughs> anyway, next week we're going to have uh, Shacklin on as our guest. She will be our first female guest. Um, no, that's incorrect. Who was our first? Uh, our girl from Costa Rica. Oh, Heather. That's right. Yeah, yep. we had this. We already had this conversation. I know. I, that I because Jesus wanted to come on, but she said that you're being a meanie poo poo head. Jesus so. never contacted me, so I'm not being a meanie poo poo head. I said, reach out to me anytime. I'm more than oh. happy to have Jesus. Reach the show. out to him. So I'm reach not being a poo poo head. I mean, you are. Your your emojis. Liter- your person's literally poop. My my emoji is definitely poop. But either way, we're going to have Shaq on, and um, oh, I can't wait. I really like Shaq. And uh, I got a couple other uh, ideas up my sleeve there. So I'll talk to you about that offline. But Ooh. stay tuned to the next month. Are you doing up- magic tricks? No, we're not doing magic tricks. Oh. You set up your sleeve. What was I supposed to think? Um, well, I, I should have figured that talking with you. Um, don't forget Chokes for Charity. We need to raise $25,000 to watch TML get choked out by the Hyde Park Ninjas. Yep. Uh, and then somebody made the great suggestion, if we do that, we're going to put it all on red and then double or nothing in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have access to those funds to do that. So it, it can't be like Empire Records. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, definitely continue to watch what we got going on up to Genesis Week. And let us know what are your favorite segments over the past year so we can make a montage for our year three anniversary coming up in June 17th of the podcast. Oh, you mean like when we were talking about that contest from the Argentinians earlier in this show? Like that kind of stuff? No. No. All right. Everybody, have fun, be safe, see you in the metaverse, and talk to you next week. The Arbic Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in our land, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank you later. Bring the strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.